Hello and welcome back to This Film is Lit. This is the prequel to the 12th episode. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the best of 2017. We got a top five list. Katie's got her top five books that she read. I have the top five movies that we saw. And uh, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Then we're going to break down our or some, go behind the scenes of our next film slash book, which is Fight Club. So we're going to be doing that in the second half of the episode. But first, let's get right into it. This is our best of 2017. Um, I have some honorable mentions for the movie. So if you have any honorable mentions for your books, if not, then we can mm. just start at number five. I'm just going to start at number five. Okay, well, let me do my honorable mentions for the movie real quick. Okay. These didn't make my top five list, but they were close. Okay. And those two, I have two. I'm sure there are others, but the two that I have didn't make the list. Logan, mm-hmm. which was really, really good. Yes, it was. Didn't make the list, but almost. It was right on the edge. And my hot take of 2017, apparently, The Last Jedi. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, how dare you like the last? How, how I, dare you? I have been waging war on the internet with idiots <laughs> since I saw that movie. It's fine if you don't like it, or if there's things you didn't like, or if there if you didn't like it, totally cool. But holy cow, the reasons some people hate that movie and don't like are some of the dumbest reasons. I uh, I've, I've <laughs> argued with so many people on Reddit in the last month. Anyway, so the last night I did not quite make the list. Although I really liked it, uh, there, just there a were few. there were a lot of good movies. There were a this whole year. lot of really good movies. So, but I wanted to give Last Jedi just because I want to get people yelling at me again. <laughs> they didn't understand the movie. Well, but. <laughs> what would you do without people on the internet yelling at you, babe? Yeah. Well, they weren't yelling at me; they were yelling about the movie. And I came in and I was like, "Actually, it seems like you didn't even watch the fucking movie." That was so many of the things. Like, did you even watch? Anyways, we don't need to get into it right now. <laughs> so, those are my two honorable mentions. Let's start at number five, though. Katie, what's your number five book? Um, so, my number five book, I'm actually going to give a shout out to a friend and a colleague of mine. Um, Daniel Crocker mm-hmm. wrote a volume of poetry called Shithouse Rat. Fun title. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, his stuff is, it's like really um, adult, irreverent takes on pop culture. Yeah. Um, so, and so a lot of uh, Shithouse Rat is um, Sesame Street characters huh. having conversations with each other. And it doesn't, no, a, maybe no, it doesn't necessarily sound funny. No, I can um, see how But you it do. is. Yeah. It's, it's funny um, and it's witty and it's um, very deep. It addresses a lot of um, really important issues. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, no, that sounds neat. Yeah, and plus, you know, that's neat. Yeah. There you go. All right, my number five movie of the year, Thor Ragnarok was my number five. Thor Ragnarok made was the really list good. for me. And now I got to preface this list by saying these are the movies that I saw. There are literally a dozen movies that I didn't <laughs> get a chance to see that I'm sure right. would be on my top. Shape of Water, uh, The Big Sick, Get Out. Yeah. There's just a handful of movies that I just didn't see for whatever reason that I that are on a list that I'm going to see. So these are just the ones I have seen. Thor Ragnarok was number five. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, best Thor movie by far. Uh, really, I like Taika Waititi. Jesus. The guy that directed it, uh, who did What We Do in the Shadows, they're doing a sequel. Did you hear this? Really? They're doing a werewolf sequel. It's, it's, not, it's not really a sequel, but the same people, same uh-huh. writer, same director. They're doing a werewolf version. It's called like... 
I can't for the life of mm. me, but they're doing a werewolf docu- mockumentary in the same style as what we do in the shadows. So cool. That's it just to be interesting. Um, which check out what we do in the shadows if you haven't seen it. The guy who directed Thor Ragnarok directed that really and good. And it's really funny. Really funny mockumentary about <laughs> vampires. Stars a couple guy a guy from uh, Flight of the Concords and some other people. Anyway, Thor Ragnarok. I would recommend it. It's really good fun. It's a fun time. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it has it fun. Yeah. But it has good heartfelt moments at the end or little moments here and there that are... Anyways, and uh, Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Looks real good. Yeah, she was alive. <laughs> All right. that, that dark Kate Blanchett. Like, yeah. Mm. Katie, what's your number four book? Um, I read a nonfiction book called um, Bandersnatch. C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, and the Creative Collaboration of the Inklings by Diana Pavlak. Is that the title? Yes. Okay, sorry. I thought those people, (laughs) the way you read that was like, I was like, wait, J.R.R. Tolkien and they collaborated (laughs) on a, okay, sorry, continue. Um, It's about the writing group that they had at Oxford. Ah. Um, and what they did there and so how they helped non-fiction. each other. Yes, nonfiction. It's kind of almost like a memoir-ish of hmm. the group. Although I guess it can't really be a memoir since they didn't write it. Yeah, well, it's but kind but of it, that. Yeah, thing. kind of that type of book. Book, yeah. yeah. Huh, interesting. Well, we may have to delve back into that for some knowledge when we get to Lord <laughs> of the Rings eventually. My number four film was... Blade Runner 2049. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, big fan of Blade Runner, the original. Uh, even bigger fan after we watched it again for the podcast. I really enjoyed it. And 2049 was really good. Um, it it had a lot of the elements that I liked uh, from Blade Runner. The setting, the, the how real everything felt, the grittiness of it. Um, sort of the, mis- not mystery, but kind of a mystery. The Like trying to figure out what's going on in this story without a very um, restrained storytelling where they, it makes you as a viewer mm-hmm. kind of follow along. It doesn't hand yeah. you, yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't just hand you all the answers on a plate, uh, which I enjoy uh, visually one of the most stunning movies of the year, um, live action at least. And then uh, Ryan Gosling is really, really good in it. So, and so was Harrison Ford, surprisingly <laughs> enough, even though I was, Surprised he even wanted to be there. But he did a really good job. No, I really liked Blade Runner 2049. Very good sequel. Best, Probably one of the better sequels that could come out 30 years after a movie. If you make a sequel, it's about as good as you could do it, I would think. So <laughs> that's my number four. Katie, what's your number three book? Um, number three book that I read this year was a middle grade book called Starcrossed by uh, Barbara D. Middle grade. Barbara D. Yes. Um, middle grade is like a step below young adult. Oh, okay. It's like the yeah, fourth through maybe sixth or seventh so grade. So would Harry Potter be considered middle grade? Um, I would potentially consider the first couple Harry Potter books in they, the middle grade And then they range. age with the students. Yes, they, they do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They do. So sorry, what was it about? I I don't know if we even got into what it was. Um, we did not. Um, so it's about a girl um, who issues in eighth grade, maybe, um, who is questioning her sexuality. Mm-hmm. That maybe she's bisexual. Hmm. Um, 
And it was it's really heartfelt and um, age appropriate, and you know, kind yeah. of tackled an important topic, but yeah, did it in a way that too. that wasn't. You know, it wasn't trite. it wasn't trite, and it wasn't making it into some kind of show. Yeah, and it didn't feel like you know how sometimes when you read issue books, they're right. issue books. They, they feel very much like yeah. oh, this is a very special episode. It, it of, was not a very yeah. special episode. Yeah, um, it, it was really a nice book. Huh. Okay, what was it called again? Starcross. Starcross by Barbara D. Cool. Check it out. My number three, Wonder Woman. I really liked Wonder Woman. I loved Wonder Woman. You loved Wonder Woman. Uh, I thought it was not only a fantastic film, uh, super fun. Uh, Had a little issue at the end with, you know, the final boss, basically. But Which could have been a little better. But apart from that, really, really good, really fun. uh, uh, And I think kind of an important film um, in terms of, you know, where the world is today and that sort of thing. So... (laughs) Uh, I'm super excited for Wonder Woman 2. Wonder Woman was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go fucking see Wonder Woman. Or rent it. It's not in theaters. Yeah, anymore. rent it at this point. Yeah. Number three, <laughs> Katie. What's or Sorry, number two book. Um, so the rest of my list is all books that were published within the last year or two. Okay. This one is not. Um, but this year I read Good Omens by Neil Gaiman oh, yeah. and Terry Pratchett, mm-hmm. which I couldn't believe that I had never read it before. Yeah. I couldn't either. Because those are two of my favorite authors. Um, But I hadn't read it, and I read it this year, and I loved it. Yeah. It's about the apocalypse. (laughs) Um, It's about the coming of the four horsemen and uh, Satan, child. Wow. Oh, the Antichrist. Sounds good. That's it. Sounds Um, fun. And it is being made into... A movie? Is, TV show? No, it's BBC is doing it. Or, yeah, or Amazon, maybe. Um, but David Tennant's going to Oh, yeah, I did it. know that. I've seen yeah. pictures, actually, of David Tennant yeah. in costume with somebody else, but yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. Huh, that's cool. Um, I think if they manage to capture the tone, yeah. it'll be really good. I'm excited to watch it, because I wonder who's uh, like producing it or writing, directing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, not what, sure. What, like, what the crew is that's working on it. Because, I mean, David Tennant can't go wrong, but... Uh, interesting. Good omens. All right, number two film, one we probably the movie we saw most recently, Coco. It's my number two mm. movie of the year. Yeah, I think. No, definitely fantastic film. We talked about it on here, so we won't go into too much detail. If you want, you can listen to our review of it about four or five episodes ago. I think it's the prequel to the Christmas Carol episode, uh, which is like nine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Coco, yeah, like I said, if you want to hear us talk about it, go check out uh, that first 30 minutes of that episode. Gorgeous, beautiful movie. It might still be in theaters in some places. Yeah, probably, it, might, it might be. Probably not. It's probably moving um, out. There's a lot of big movies yeah. moving through this time of year. But, yes, Coco is my number two. Katie, what's your top book that you read in 2017? Okay, top absolute favorite book that I read in the year 2017 is a young adult novel called The Female of the Species by Mindy McGinnis. And it's about... Um, how do I describe this? <laughs> um, it's another kind of a, a topical issue book. It's kind of sort of about rape culture. Yeah. Um, it, it's about this girl whose older sister was um, abducted and... 
not so great things happened right. and then she was murdered oh. and the guy the guy um who did it like gets off on a technicality uh. um so her younger sister um murders him mm. okay and when you say her younger sister you mean the, the main girl, character. yeah. Okay. The the main character is the younger. That's what I mean. I was yes. just double sec- double checking that you didn't mean. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the the book kind of deals with like the aftermath of that. Yeah. And what happens to her, and yeah. what she does as she moves forward, huh. and like the it's very visceral. Yeah. Um, and it, it did a really good job of capturing that's kind of like ball of anger yeah. that sits in you when you've experienced um yeah some not so great stuff uh-huh yeah interesting yeah it sounds it sounds um it's <laughs> not a, it's not an easy read <laughs> it sounds intense it is not an easy read but it's really really good, good. really good what was it again? The Female of the Species the female by of Mindy the McGinnis. All right, Mindy McGinnis. Interesting. So check it out. Number 1 book. My number 1 movie. And this is tough. It, it, I, there's probably movies I enjoyed more than this, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. Uh, Baby Driver is my number one movie. Uh, I just, I, I'm a sucker for Edgar Wright and everything he does, but that Baby Driver was such a, a unique and interesting piece of filmmaking. Yeah. That it just, I think, on like a technical and execution level, it's kind of hard to like. At least from what I the movies I saw again, there's I'm sure there's tons of movies that are I know there's a bunch that are really really good that we haven't seen. I, I have a feeling Shape of Water might have been my favorite yeah. movie if we if it had come to our fucking theater, <laughs> even though they had a fucking poster for it. Um, but yeah, so I, I just I, I and I'm excited. I want to see it again. We've only seen it the one time. Edgar Wright movies always are better the second time you see them because they're so dense and full of mm. information and, and and little things you didn't catch the first time. So I want to watch it again, but Baby Driver is, it's fantastic. It's a musical with cars and guns, kind of. Yeah, it, it was uh, one of those um, that I probably wouldn't have gone to see yeah. if you hadn't wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, but I left the theater, like, genuinely feeling that I had never seen anything yeah. like that before. That's like, you, you, you'll go to that movie, <laughs> and now there may be some other things, like, kind of like, I know he did a music video that this is, like, loosely based on a mm-hmm. long time ago, but in terms of, like, feature-length movies, there's... Nothing like this film uh, in, in, that I know of, and it's 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 truly an experience when you go see it. And it's it has it has its own flaws here and there, but overall, it's just it's a well. And it also has fucking Kevin Spacey in it, which is a whole other bag of worms at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> ignore that for now. Uh, it's a really really fucking good movie. Baby Driver is my number one. I had a couple books real quick before we All right. move on. Uh, I read. I, I I didn't read. I said when you said top five list, I'm like, did I read five books? I probably <laughs> did. I probably read seven, eight books. I, I I read you know a book a month or so. I don't read nearly as much as you do. I read a lot. Yeah, you read constantly. I, but I read every night and that sort of thing. Uh, one of the ones that I read that you got me for Christmas or my birthday. What? I think I got you that for your birthday. What? Well, yeah, Maybe. was uh the last witch wish, the last wish, which is the first novel. In the Witcher series, yeah, which is a uh, well, it was a novel series first, and then it, they made a very successful video game series, which I have played the third, mm-hmm. and you watched me play it, and you were fascinated by it. It's like the only <laughs> game you've ever really enjoyed watching me play because it's it's like watching like a, a show. It's it like, was like, like watching an interactive movie. Yeah, it's like watching an interactive <laughs> movie, and then you kind of tuned out whenever I ran around and fought stuff, and then whenever it got to interesting dialogue moments, you kind of tuned back in. Um, 
So, but the, I read that this is the first novel in the series, and it was really interesting. Um, I want to read, I think there's two or three more, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I want to read them, but it's so perfectly reading it, translate, like, I was like, wow, this reads like, I can see why they're like, we should make a video game of this book, because it reads like when you're playing a video game, the way that the choices the character makes and the way that the the scenarios and the, the, the journeys he go on, journeys he goes on, uh, play out is like, like made to be a video game, <laughs> uh, and I think they're doing an Amazon series or something. I heard that, yeah. A, a Netflix. Somebody's doing a series, Some, yeah, which is going to be real interesting. It's, it should be good. It's really cool, yeah. fun character. I, if they throw enough money at it, if they have the money yeah. for it, it'll be really good. It's a it's a great world. Um, if you have, if you don't know anything about The Witcher, if you're not a game player, or you hadn't read the novels, it's uh, imagine uh, kind of Game of Thronesy, but more magic. Yeah. Like, much more yeah. magic. And the main character, the Witcher, he's a... What Witchers do, they hunt, de- uh, like... Monsters. They're basically, and- like, yeah, they, are like, go from town to town and people pay them to kill, like, monsters and demons mm. and that sort of thing. Um, and they can use magic and there's witches and wizards and it's... So there's a fair amount of magic, but it, it's kind of that same. It's set in that medieval style, like... Yeah. Um... Faux medieval, yeah. Faux Europe. medieval folklore kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but it's really cool and I'm... Uh, Keep your ear out for the for the TV show if that ever comes to fruition because I think it could be really good. The other one, real quick, was a book you got from somewhere. Uh, it's called Starflight by something Landers. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know her first name. Uh, it was really interesting. I usually list like you might like this because you just got it from Goodreads or something. I don't even remember. where did you. I saw it recommended somewhere, um, and the person recommending it said that it reminded them of. Um... I'm assuming you're going to say Firefly. Yes, Firefly. Yes, because that's what it is. If you're if you're looking if you're if you're a reader and you're looking for something to kind of fill that Firefly void in your life, it's pretty good. Uh, like it's not the best book in the world. Uh, it's a little cliche at times uh it's, it's you know it's not breaking any molds or it is it is young adult yeah young it's young adult, adult especially genre young adult yeah. tends to be a little bit tropey yeah it's a little tropey but it's tropey in a fun way in a good way uh it's a quick read it's only you know 300 pages or something uh it's it's about a couple young star-crossed lovers and their tr- travels through space and they end up on a crew uh, you know, and it basically become the family. The crew becomes a family. You know, they end up on this ragtag junker. <laughs> and it's it's Firefly basically, <laughs> except like with a love story with the two main characters built in. Uh, it's interesting. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. I was. I don't know if there's a sequel. I think there's another one set in the same universe by her, but it's not about these people. I have mm-hmm. to look it up. But I was hoping there was a sequel because I thought it was interesting. I'm it, sure there will. It be. ends in a way where it could be a sequel. Yeah. So. Um, or at least more books, not necessarily a sequel. But anyway, Starflight by Melissa Landers. That's it. Starflight by Melissa Landers. And I think you hit all of the movies yeah. that I would put on my list. I would maybe give an honorable mention to um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Did that come out in 2017? Was that 2016? Yeah, we saw that this yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, it got... It got it wasn't perfect, um, but I, I appreciated uh, the way that they expanded on the themes of the first movie. No, I agree. I think it was really good. And I, 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 I forgot that came out this year, honestly. Yeah. I thought that was 2016 for some reason. And I, I think it was really underrated. Like, I think, because, mm-hmm. like, reviews were good, but not, like, like, the first one is, like, everybody's like, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And well, it was the really first good. one broke the mold a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then this one kind of followed it. But, yeah, I think it expanded in interesting ways, and it's 
you want to hear a really good analysis of that one, uh, Lindsay Ellis, one of our favorite YouTubers, has a great video on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. On Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which, yeah, breaks it down and talks about it really. Beautifully. Beautifully, as all of her videos are. She's really smart. (laughs) She's real smart. She's real smarty pants. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Fight Club. Katie, this is going to be interesting. Okay. This is the first David Fincher film we're doing, but it won't be the last. We have another what big one. What else did he do? Uh, well, we'll talk about it, but he, uh, he did Gone Girl. So. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And we are going to do Gone Girl. We're going to do Gone Girl because that's a big one. Yeah. Um, because spoilers, it was filmed in our town. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, okay, so first things first, we gotta settle on a pronunciation. I I like Polinuk. Polinic. So I found a video I saw where that. he pronounces it, and he he says like Polinic. Polinic. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant to say. I'm just gonna pretend that I'm on a first name basis. Call him Chuck. Call him Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Um. All right, that works. That works for me. Because I don't, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll pronounce it differently every uh, time Polinic. if I don't. Polinic. That's easy. I don't know. Yeah, Chuck Polinic. That's his name. He wrote Fight Club. Let's talk. He about did. It. He wrote Fight Club. Um, it was his first published novel. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It was not the first thing that he wrote. Um, his novel Invisible Monsters. Okay. Was it was this first thing that he was trying to shop around and nobody wanted it because it was too out there. Yeah. Um. So he wrote Fight Club, and that got picked up, and mm-hmm. he ended up, he did end up publishing Invisible Monsters later. Eventually, yeah. Um, but this was his first published thing. Um, he was allegedly inspired to write it after a camping incident with his friends. Okay. Um, he complained to some other nearby campers that they were playing their radio too loudly, and a fight broke out. And uh, so goes the legend. His face was all smashed up, but like when he got back to work after so that alive. weekend, um, none of his coworkers like acknowledged that he looked any different. They just like ignored it. Mm-hmm. So supposedly that's what the novel was inspired by was that experience. Potentially hypocritical, but who knows? <laughs> Apocryphal, hypocritical. I don't know whatever the word is. So this was an interesting novel. Yeah. That's what you said when you were, as you were reading it, you were like, this is crazy. This is, it's, and I had read, um, something by him before. I read Diary. Okay. Um, when I was an undergrad for a class. And I didn't really care for Diary. I, I liked Fight Club a little more. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I promise I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Um, I we will, need to not hit spoilers. Either, I know, and I, I will save it for the actual episode. But um, I had a hard time finding much info, like fun facts, fun facts about this book. Not exactly a fun fact book. <laughs> no, it's not really. Um, I did find. Uh, I read a lot of interviews with him, trying to find any like little tidbits. Yeah. Um, and I found an, a quote that I thought was interesting. Um, it's about how he believes it's impossible to write novels that address um, romance without irony and cynicism. Cynicism, 
He said, you can't manipulate someone into feeling something in a real obvious way anymore. People are so aware of devices and they resent them. I blame the movies. Hmm. God, Forrest Gump was one long emotional hand job. <laughs> Which is the most Chuck Palahniuk thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, Having never read any of his stuff, but I've seen a couple interviews with him and I've seen Fight Club. And yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chuck, I feel like everything Chuck Palahniuk writes is like, fucking giant long hand job but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I could be wrong it's tropey in a different not way not tropey uh, sorry i didn't mean tropey i meant it's a little self-masturbatory at times or yeah. at least again i the the movie to me feels a no little, you're right a little uh high school edgelordy like jerking off oh, to your intellect phew. we'll talk about it i know, I know. um we'll get there. no there's lots of there like i said we i mentioned it in the last episode it's a controversial movie and it's yeah. interesting it's got lots of and it's a controversial book too. yeah no we, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um so i thought that was an interesting quote um the other thing that i wanted to talk about since i couldn't find a lot of uh trivia about the book itself i went looking for trivia about chuck chuck and I found some really disturbing things. I'm sure. Um, one of those, uh, one of those things where you feel like you know this might explain why your writing is so dark. Yeah. Um. So first, his paternal grandfather, okay. um, murdered his grandmother and then committed suicide. While his father, who was three years old at the time, watched from a hiding place under the bed. So his dad had some issues, probably. Probably. Okay. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, his father and his mother um, fought violently and frequently, yeah. apparently. Um, which led to him and his siblings having to live with their maternal grandparents. On, like, a ranch somewhere. Uh Also fun. Mm -hmm. And then, in 1999, incidentally, the same year that Fight Club came out. The came out, yeah. Yeah. His father and his father's girlfriend were murdered by her ex-husband. I read that. And he set fire to the house to hide the evidence, and they had to be identified by their dental records. Wait, he? The murderer. Oh, okay. I, I, I like Chuck Pond. Like, no. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. I, I saw that uh, yeah. on something. I can't remember. Somewhere when I was looking around at movie stuff. Yeah. No, like, that's like, intense. That's real intense. He's had some shit happen in his life. Yeah. It's funny because in the interviews, he seems very, like, seems like a very, like, jovial kind he of does, guy. He seems you know what I mean? pretty well adjusted. Like, he seems pretty well but, adjusted. you know... And I, I say that it explains why his writing is so dark, but I, a, a lot of the stuff that I read with him, too, was kind of talking about how when you put that kind of thing on paper, it doesn't plague you anymore. Yeah. So, you know, potentially the reason that he does seem so well-adjusted... because he exercised is because, a lot of those Yeah, he's, he's exercised it. Yeah, in his books. Yes, the demons are in the books. <laughs> Yeah, there's they some, are. Yes, that's true. There are definitely some demons in some of these books. <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> Fight Club the film, boy, do I have, there was a no shortage of information about this one. So, like I said earlier, directed by David Fincher, uh, most notably, uh, most known for probably, he won Oscars for, or was nominated for uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button hmm. and uh, The Social Network. Oh, well, we're going to do him multiple times. Yeah, then, Social Network. Both of those too. are yeah, based yeah, yeah. on books. Uh, and uh, he also directed Seven, which I don't think is a book. No, I don't think so. Um, and then Gone Girl, which we'll get to eventually here. He decided to keep... So one of the things I thought was interesting, and this kind of just jumps right into it, he decided to keep some of the uh, the homoerotic overtones mm-hmm. of the relationship between Tyler Durden and... <laughs> I don't know how you could get rid of them. ...and the narrator... <laughs> Uh, which, that's a fun fact about Chuck Palahniuk, is that he was married to a woman for quite a long time, but he came out as gay after they got divorced, like... Yeah. Uh, he's been... He has a partner that he's yeah, been he's with Yeah, he's with a man for yeah. a while, but I think he was married to a woman for a while. I, I, I well, I, I, I don't know, because our, according to the information that I found... I don't know that he was ever actually married to a woman, oh, but he just said he had a wife because oh, he wasn't... Okay. Or like, or, or like he mentioned a partner and people assumed, assumed. it was a okay, wife. Maybe I, maybe I misread that. Or I thought I saw yeah. that he had a wife. I thought he was. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I was just. He wanted to keep. Uh, Dave Finger wanted to keep the homoerotic overtones because uh, it makes the audience, <laughs> makes the audience uncomfortable mm-hmm. at the time, at least, especially in 1999. Right, right, still right. not Everybody wasn't quite so hashtag woke. Um, <laughs> and it also helped keep them from anticipating the twist ending because they were sort of uh, on edge and uncomfortable. And now, yeah. thinking back on the movie, there isn't that like it's it's there, but it's not like there's a, f- a couple handful of moments that stick out in my head where I'm like, oh, I guess he, yeah, I get it. But okay. like, I don't think when I saw it the first time when I was you know like in college or whatever that that even. Well, don't spoil it for me. I'm not spoiling anything. I just don't think that that was a thing that came across to me. Okay. Like the homoerotic. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they do some of that stuff. There is, it is there. And I, and like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see it. But like, I don't think with the first time, I like, without, I didn't, without really thinking about it, I don't mm-hmm. think I noticed it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe and maybe I, and I, I saw this movie, I think I've seen this movie once. And it was like freshman year of college, so like mm. ten years ago or something like that. But it's been a long time, so yeah, I, 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 yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll see. So uh, after they shot and edited the film, the studio execs hated it, mm-hmm. uh, and they restructured uh, the marketing for it to try to reduce losses because they were like, "This is not going to make any money," which it actually ended up not making any money or yeah, being I saw a moderate that failure. It, it didn't meet expectations, and uh, like the re- reaction from critics was really mixed because it is. It was like it's it's it was named like one of the most controversial films yeah. of all well, time, and it's like it, and at the end in nineteen ninety nine, it was like the most controversial mm-hmm. movie of the year. It, like some critics loved it, some critics hated it. Um, you know, it, fans, audiences, kind of like were super mixed on it. It's basically like the Last Jedi. It's basically <laughs> hot uh, take. Hot take. Fight Club is the Last Jedi. Um, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but having read the book, I, I can imagine that, it, you know, it would inspire a lot of different feelings yeah. in different people. Yeah. It's and, an interesting movie. It's yeah. an interesting movie. Lots of people, you can like it. You can like it at different stages of your life for different reasons. Yeah. You, you, different people can like it for very different reasons that are completely like polar opposite to each other. Like it can be, you can be seen as a scathing indictment of, uh, toxic masculinity while mm-hmm. at the same time those 
same bros can love it yeah. for the uh, yeah the broiness of it. <laughs> That's one thing that did stick out to me. The whole toxic masculinity thing. It's an indictment of it, and also like a love, a love letter, letter to at it the same at the same time. And that's the thing you can love, yeah. And people can be on both <laughs> sides of that and love it for both reasons. It's very yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting movie. So originally, producers when they were started, I think uh, Sony. I can't remember who was making this. Not Sony. Um, I don't know. It's in here somewhere. They arranged uh, actors to to read the initial. Um, a read through of the script mm-hmm. to determine how long it was going to be. So they had a, did a read through. The first read throughs were six hours long. Jesus. <laughs> Initial reading lasted six hours. So they had to cut back a little bit, which uh, Fincher's notoriously verbose in his filmmaking, <laughs> uh, which we'll get to a little bit more here in a second. So originally, Peter Jackson was considered to direct this really? movie, which would have been really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't think he has the. Like, I love Peter Jackson. He's one of my favorite directors. Yeah, but but I, I don't think he has the edge for a film. Yeah. Like, I, like, he's like made, the avant-garde-ness. Well, like, because he started his his original career, he was like a, like, an original career. Like, before Lord of the Rings, he was like a, like a wacky, like, B-movie, mm-hmm. schlocky horror guy, kind of. Like, he okay. did, like, wacky, like, hor- irreverent horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, he was doing, he did The Frighteners, which is why he didn't do this movie. Um, and he had another one, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It was like super over the top, silly like B movies that are like pretty like well regarded as like schlocky but fun and, yeah. and, and good and well made. Um, so that was kind of his whole purview before this. I had forgotten that Peter Jackson also directed Heavenly Creatures, which actually makes a lot of sense and is probably the best translation to Fight Club. If you don't know, Heavenly Creatures is about a true life story of two young girls who ended up killing one of the girls' mothers. Uh, it's kind of a dark, twisted, psychological type thing. So that kind of actually would work. I just forgot he had done that. He also did a lot of, like I said, schlocky B-films. Like uh, Dead Alive, Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste, The Frighteners to some extent. So, now, I guess I didn't look up what David Fincher did before this. Seven would have been after this, I think. No, Seven was before this. Mm, okay. So that that makes sense. And Alien 3. So Fincher, I, he probably done other stuff, but Fincher did Alien 3 in 92, which is, like, notoriously not a very good movie. Um, but he did 7 in 95, and this was 99. Okay. So uh, I can see 7 is a pretty solid... That, that makes sense. If you're looking for mm-hmm. somebody to do Fight Club, getting the guy who did 7 makes sense. I've never seen it, but I know the premise. It's a very twisted, dark, yeah. murder mystery thriller. Yeah, so that, also that makes sense. Also starring Kevin Spacey. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it makes sense. Like it's real dark. It's real, you know. Like, but I, like from what I understand of, and I don't think I've ever even seen any of Peter Jackson's early, early films. But it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, they didn't get him because he wanted to do. He did the Frighteners. Right. So. Oh, it would have been a different movie. Yeah, it would have been very different. Uh, so producer, uh, <laughs> this is fun. Ross Bell, one of the producers, he met with Russell Crowe, okay. was originally uh, slated to play Tyler Durden. Okay. Yeah. Well, to discuss his candidacy or discuss uh-huh. whether or not he would play Tyler Durden. So, yeah, Russell Crowe. Um, mm, okay. Another producer on the project met with uh, Pitt and wanted Pitt to play the role. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the studio uh, went with the senior producer who said, we should go with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And the other producer wanted Russell Crowe. And they're like, we'll go with you've been doing it longer. You pick. And he picked Brad Pitt. So. I I could see Russell Crowe working. 
but yeah. not as good as Brad Pitt. Yeah. He's just not as good of an actor as Brad Pitt is, and it's a very distinct Brad, role. Brad Pitt at that time was he's so broy. Yeah, he is. That's the thing. Well, <laughs> Russell Crowe's pretty fucking broy too. He yeah. can be. He really can. I mean, he's he he's kind of branched out more in the. But uh, yeah, at the time, Brad Pitt was. Ah, but Brad Pitt was also kind of like kind of like a like a super like serious actor. Whereas Russell yeah. Crowe. Yeah, he had he had moments with like Master and Commander and other stuff. And I don't know. Anyway, it would have been interesting. Would have been again. It would have been a very different movie. Yeah, uh, the Fight Club, directed by Peter Jackson, starring Russell Crowe, would have been a very <laughs> different film than we got. So for the for the narrator, uh-huh. they wanted, and I'm trying not to spoil anything here. They wanted a sexy marquee name, so they okay. originally looked at Matt Damon. <laughs> okay, and Sean Penn, which mm. Matt Damon and Russell Crowe. That's <laughs> boy, oh boy. I want to see that alternate universe. I want to see that <laughs> Peter Jackson directs Fight Club, starring Russell Crowe and Matt Damon. Like that's somewhere in a different timeline, that would be wild. I like that's what you know. Fuck, re- if you're gonna do a remake, remake Fight Club. Get go back and do that. Get Peter Jackson to direct it. Get Matt Damon and Russell Crowe as, as the two main characters. Like that would be fascinating. I want to see that. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, so they, uh, uh, Pitt and, uh, Edward Norton, eventually, right. who they cast. They did a, lot, a shit ton of training in, like, boxing and taekwondo and stuff for the movie. Oh, and soap making. Because <laughs> that's a very important, uh, part of the film. Brad Pitt, motherfucker commits, went to the di- dentist and had them chip his teeth up. Because he didn't mm. want perfect teeth. So they, like, chiseled his teeth away. You know, I've chipped a tooth. I, uh, my front tooth is chipped from, yeah. it's the worst thing in the world. It is. It's the worst feeling in the entire I, world. Mm, mm-hmm. It's the worst. I, I, I vividly remember it to this day. I was eating an Emos salad and I bit down on my fork and I moved my fork oh. weird and it, and it went. Oh, you're making a shudder go oh, up my spine. Oh, when it happened, I went. <laughs> oh, like, oh, God. And I mean, it's a tiny little chip. You can barely even see it, but that was the worst thing in the world. Anyways, uh, he went to the dentist and they fucked his teeth up, so he looked uh, mm. a little more... Off-kilter? Off-kilter. Uh, and then they fixed it after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is really interesting to me. Uh, Fincher's first choice for uh, Marla Singer, mm-hmm. which I, I assume is a character in the yeah. book also, um, was Janine Garofalo, which it, uh, you might best know her from. She's been in lots... She's like a comedian, I think. But she, uh, what, what we would best know her from, and what we've seen her in most recently, is she's in uh, Wet Hot American Summer, and all of those TV uh-huh. shows, she's like the main camp counselor lady. Oh, that's Janine. She's also she was in other stuff in the nineties. Mm-hmm. She was his first choice, but she wouldn't do it because of the sex. <laughs> <laughs> she objected to its uh, to the sexual content in the film, and she wouldn't do it. Oh, these two both make perfect sense to me, though. The other two people they considered, Courtney Love. And yeah. Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Both, Both would have been really good. Sense. I mean, Helena Bonham Carter makes perfect sense, Yeah, too. no, she's great, and she's amazing <laughs> in the role. Uh, but And then this one makes very little sense to me, uh, and Fincher vetoed it because she was too young at the time, but the studio wanted Reese Witherspoon. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so, for our alternate universe version, Reese. I know, I think... What we do is have all of those actresses in every scene. It's a different, it's a different, it's oh, a this different is, actress. This is Hollywood. Come on, this is this will be gangbusters. I mean, it'll cost a fortune because it's all huge movie makers and stars. But this, okay, Peter Jackson directs Fight Club, starring Russell Crowe as Tyler Durden, Matt Damon as the narrator, and then. 
Janine Garofalo, Courtney Love, Winona Ryder, and Reese Witherspoon as Marla Singer. <laughs> yeah, they just rotate. They just rotate through. It's <laughs> and it actually works. In it the, does. Oh, I love this. They need to make this movie. Uh, the original version didn't have the voiceover. So oh, there's a spoiler. There's a voiceover. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. There's a voice. That doesn't ruin anything. There's a voiceover. <laughs> I mean, technically, there's a voiceover in the book. So yeah, that, and originally, and that's it, but they didn't have it because it's considered hackney. And I've said this before on the right. podcast that it's generally voiceovers. You want to avoid them right. if you can because it's you. Sh- you should be able to tell your story visually, <laughs> but for certain stories, it makes sense. This is one of those stories where it makes a yeah, lot of sense, that, and it, yeah. it adds a lot to the film. Um, and I totally understand. Yeah, David Fincher, when he signed on, was like, no, 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 we need the voiceover. And a lot of the humor does come from mm. Edward Norton, Norton's voiceover. So, Polinick loves this movie. Awesome. He thinks it's a great, faithful <laughs> adaptation. Uh, he, he applauded how they streamlined his book, too. He thought they did a good job cutting, trimming the fat from well, his... I'll be on the lookout for Yeah, that. no, he he, he he applauds it. He's a yeah. really good job. It's a, it's very faithful, but it also trims where it needs to, and it's a good So adaptation. very different from our last one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, he, he's he's very, ha- or very happy. Or suppo- and whenever this, whenever this, uh, whatever article I was reading about it, he, at the time, <laughs> he liked it at least. They considered, the writers considered removing the plot twist. From hmm. they considered removing it because they thought like it would be too weird or audiences wouldn't like it or get it or whatever. That kind of makes it like a really different. It story. makes it <laughs> useless. Like it's a nothing. Like I don't even understand how you could remove the yeah. plot. Like I legit, I would be really interested. If you remove that, it's just like I, I don't want to spoil it in case you have. And in case yeah. anybody who who uh, plans on watching it before we do, uh, which I would recommend, Fight Club's a great movie. It's intense, but it's really good. Uh, there's a huge twist. That doesn't spoil anything. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But go in cold and watch it. It's a, it's a fascinating experience. But they considered removing that twist. And again, I don't I don't want to see that script. Like, how would that even work? Like, I don't... Like, what's the point? Yeah. that's Well, that's my thing. That <laughs> if you remove the twist, there's no point. point. Yeah, I know. I, I thought the same thing. Um, and, but Fincher, uh, David Fincher was like, no, no, no. We got to leave the twist in. And he, his quote was, uh, for concerning considering audiences, they said they wouldn't believe the plot twist is what studio execs thought. And Fincher said, if they accept everything up to this point, they'll accept the plot twist. If they're still Fair. in the theater, they'll stay with it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, a couple more, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, the makeup artist, Julie Pierce, uh, she studied a bunch of uh, boxing and mixed martial mm. arts fights in order to do get all the, yeah. the bruising. And oh yeah, I can imagine the makeup for this was yeah. intense. It probably was nominated. I don't know. I didn't look that up, but um, it might have been. Uh, so they filmed for 140 days, and again, now this is where uh, Fincher is a notoriously uh, laborious and um, uh, laborious in his shooting and an overshooter. Mm. And this is the thing he shot 1,500 rolls of film. Which is, uh, you know, three times what you would normally shoot for a film. Well, you know what? It's better to have too much yeah. than to have not enough. He, and this is, Fincher always does this. He shoots a lot. He shoots a shit ton of takes of everything. Uh, Kyle, uh, my friend from Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad, was uh, an extra in Gone Girl, because they filmed in our town. <laughs> uh, and he, he was told, he's talked about this before, that... They, you know, he he he's in a scene, and he's in one scene in the background. He's running up a hill carrying a camera mm-hmm. in, a, in a very climactic moment of the film, and uh, he said they shot that like 
50 times or something like an insane <laughs> amount of times and and and, and the, in the particular take you can see he is sweating his fucking ass yeah. off like just drenched in sweat it's because he ran up that hill 50 times or something you know in, oh, in yeah, an hour oh yeah that was when he had long hair yeah he had long Ugh. hair it was i think they were shooting in like the summer Although it was supposed to be, like, the winter, but they were shooting... Yeah, because they brought in fake snow, didn't they? Yeah, I was... And we can get into some of the Gone Girl podcasts, but I was... When I lived lived downtown, it was, was like, living in Hollywood. I I I used to go running downtown, and I went running, and they had had the whole hill downtown covered with fake snow, and I was running, and and a PA stopped me. I had my headphones, and he stopped me, and I pulled my headphones out. He goes, they're in the middle of a... They're in the middle of a scene. Hold on. And he's got his little walkie there, and he's like... And they're like, all right, we're clear. And he's like, all right, go ahead. And then I got to run through, <laughs> run through the background of the shot or whatever. But yeah, anyways, that, we'll get to that when we talk about Gone Girl. But it's interesting. All right, finally, a bunch of fight clubs popped up after this movie yes. came out. This actually I, had a huge yeah. cultural impact uh, in, like, not a great way, this movie. <laughs> like, well, the fight clubs is one thing. Like, that's whatever. Like, a bunch of them were, like, you know, preppy, like, not even preppy, uh, like the most famous one I remember seeing a, a like a news story about was one in like Menlo Park in mm-hmm. California, uh, like the the tech district. Yeah, or not Menlo, whatever. The in the tech district in California, uh, Silicon Valley, they had one where it was a bunch of like nerds beating <laughs> each other up for you know because they saw Fight bunch Club. Of and, nerds. Yeah, exactly. But there was also like a bunch of other stuff with like sort of like the more like terroristy elements. Yeah. Oh yeah. That like like people like bombing stuff and and like. Pl- well, and- shoot! I know how to make a mustard gas now because yeah. I read the book. Yeah, there was some. There's a there's a very lengthy part on the Wikipedia <laughs> article that's like cultural impact, and a lot of it's like this guy got arrested for making a bomb. <laughs> this like so that's a whole thing you can look up. Finally. And this is hilarious to me. It's kind of what we were talking about earlier. In 2003, Fight Club was list- listed as one of the 50 best guy movies of all time by Men's Journal. And that's what I mean. It's like, because <laughs> it could also be listed as like one of the 50 best, like, indictments of men yeah. <laughs> of all time by like, you know, some other, some, some other uh, uh, well, it's editorial. Well, a complicated issue. Oh, it's a very complicated film. It's interesting. I'm really excited to watch it again because it's been a long time, but I'm mm. also excited for you to see it. And then I'm really I, I'm excited, excited to talk too. about it. I, after reading the book, I'm really excited to see how it translates to film. It works really well, I, I, I think. For, I, again, <laughs> I haven't read the book, but it feels like it works well. It's a really interesting, it's a really good movie. I, I, I have problems with parts of it in terms of like how I feel about some of the things, the, yeah. sort of the message at certain uh, times. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, we'll get into it. Go watch Fight Club. Go find It's probably on Amazon for a couple bucks or something like that. Because we're going to be reviewing it exactly a week from now. Yeah. Breaking down Fight and, Club. And, uh, you know, it's not a long book. Oh, yeah. You can go read it's it. It's around 200 pages. Wow, that's really nice. Um, you yeah. know, 200 pages, give or take a little bit. It's not an easy read. Yeah, like but you said it was like reading a fever dream. So. It, it was. It was like reading a fever dream. Someone else's fever dream, not even my fever dream. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy read, but it's fast paced. Yeah. So if you can plow through it, you know, if if the subject matter doesn't bother you to the point where like you can't pick it back up right. once you've put it down, yeah. it's a pretty quick read. Interesting. I might check it out. It, it's something I'd be interested to read, actually. Yeah. Just for the... I, I think you should. Just for the, like... I don't know. Because Pollock's such an interesting yeah, author. I, I think he, it would be... He is an interesting author, and it's kind of like a cultural yeah. landstone. It is a cultural point. cultural touchstone. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. I think I'll, I think I will read it. Although I have like fucking four books stacked up on my <laughs> finishing a Star well, Wars book. I'm about to start Ready Player One for our epic thing, and then I got <laughs> just got Artemis for Christmas for me, which I got to read because I love. Uh, well, uh, it's at our public library for some reason shelved as sci-fi. And now after reading it, you're and still not sure? And now after reading it, I okay. have no idea why because it's I was wondering, sci-fi. I was trying to think, you remember when you said that it was shelved as sci-fi. I didn't want to say anything because it's like, there's a twist, but the twist isn't a sci-fi No, twist. it's not a sci-fi twist. Not really. Like, so, <laughs> all right. I'm not sure why they shelved it as sci-fi, but... But what, I, I want to I talk about that more in the actual episode. But it... I, I can see it. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Again, I don't want to spoil anything in case you haven't watched it or read it yet. Uh, you probably have, but if you haven't, <laughs> or, or if you haven't, you're probably not planning to, but who cares? But, um, uh, but you know, read it, watch it. Yes. And then come back in a week because we're talking about Fight Club. We're going to start a Fight Club with the cats. They have their own fight club already, actually. They just beat the shit Well, Grindy thinks he has a fight club with Albus. And Albus doesn't realize that he's... And Albus is like, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to be in your fight club. But then, every so often, Grindy will take it too far, and Albus will turn around and just kick him in the jaw. Yep. And Grindy will look up at me just, like, so hurt and offended. Grindy is Tyler Durden. (laughs) Albus is... uh, Albus is Meatloaf. (laughs) Which, if you haven't seen the movie, that doesn't really make any sense. But <laughs> you'll get, you'll see when we get there. Meatloaf, the singer, is in the film. I knew that. Okay, yeah. We're done. See you guys next week on this film is lit. In the meantime, keep reading books, keep watching movies. Go check out some of the things from our best of 2017 list. Give you some ideas. Go read them. Go watch them. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>